Knoxville's unemployment rate is so low. It's 2.8%, which is lower than it was pre-pandemic. We need young professionals to stay and fill those jobs, and those jobs might entice young professionals to stay. So it may not seem like it sometimes, but I am, in fact, a young professional, and I'm coming up on five years of being here in Knoxville, Tennessee, a place that I know is great to live in. And for those who are listening, I imagine you're local and you realize how great of a place this is to live in. But the question is, does Knoxville actually attract new young people to the city? And if you look at the data from 2010 to 2019, the population of adults between 25 and 54 grew by just 1.1% in the Knoxville area, which on the surface would perhaps suggest that no, young people are not moving here. But there's a lot of stuff behind the numbers. There's anecdotes of you know people who uh, love Knoxville, Tennessee, and that came here because of how cool of a city it is. I'm one of those people. Um, and so today on the podcast, we wanted to talk about whether or not Knoxville actually is a place that young professionals want to move to, um, how Knoxville could better attract young professionals, and whether this number is something we should be worried about. Uh, I'm Ryan Willis, Urban Life Writer at Knox News, and joining me... Brenna McDermott, Growth and Development Editor at Knox News. And the scruffy stuff is brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe see our latest offer and sign up today. When I think back to, uh, you know, when I was thinking about whether or not I wanted to come to Knoxville, there was a few things that really made me certain that this was a city that I wanted to live in. And I remember I came here for uh, my interview and I came here, um, it just to sign my lease to, you know, I, I lived in North Carolina, so it's just a couple hour drive. And um, things that jumped out to me, one, the music scene here in Knoxville. That was something that really attracted me here. Two, I remember going to uh, the first place, I, two places I went to the first night I was here was uh, Pretentious and Press Pub. And I remember those two places just were filled with young, hip people and being, you know, the hip guy that I am. Uh, I decided this was a place where I could see myself fitting in. And so, for me, it was never a question of, oh, man, Knoxville's boring or, you know, is, is Knoxville a place that I could really see myself living? Right off the bat, um, it was a place that, uh, that that I was attracted to. And I'm curious, Brenna, sort of what your experience was when Knoxville first sort of popped on your radar. Yeah, different things appealed to me, which is not surprising. I'm not as hip as you are. <laughs> right, right. And um, I, just <laughs> but... You know, I really was attracted to the proximity to so many outdoor recreational activities, hiking in the Smoky Mountains. I'm from Missouri, which is about as flat as you can get. So the idea of being, you know, less than an hour from the Smokies really appealed to me. Proximity to multiple beaches you could drive to in a day and really great food. Um, The first night I was here, I went to Stock and Barrel, so got to experience, you know, a good burger and fries. Um... So, you know, a couple of different things, but I think in a way overlap with yours, which is like great entertainment and and life activities. Right. And actually, let me go back and change. I I did not go to Pretentious and Prez Pub the first night. It was actually downtown Grillin Brewery. The second night, I went to those other places. But I remember thinking the first night, oh, Lord, I think it might have been a Thursday night or something. And I thought downtown was a little bit dead. But then I went out the next couple nights and... 
it was obviously more lively and it's gotten more lively over the past five years that I've been here. Um, also similar to you, uh, and this I think is a, a case for people who do live here now. You mentioned the proximity to beaches and stuff. I was just from one state away in North Carolina, and so I liked how close it was to home. And just the way Knoxville is located, it's close to a lot of people's homes. I don't think we realize like how many major metro areas are really close by and are in driving distance from Knoxville. So that is one thing that I think Knoxville has going for it to attract young professionals here is that it's close to perhaps a lot of places where people would be moving from. Um, I will say, and I don't know if this is something I should be saying on a Knox News podcast, um, I've been here for five years now, so I feel like I can say it. I thought of Knox News and Knoxville at first as a stepping stone. Mm. I have to be honest. I knew, and you know, I mentioned I was really into music, and I knew that uh, the company that owned Knox News also owned the co- the paper in uh, Nashville. And I thought perhaps you know I'll come to Knoxville for a little bit. It seems like a cool enough city where I will enjoy myself and, and have a good time and have interesting stories to write. And then maybe, you know, I'll get the in and I'll be able to go to Nashville one day. Um, that's not the case anymore. I'm hooked on Knoxville. I absolutely love it here. And uh, But I do wonder how many people have ever thought about that. Uh, being, you know, We've mentioned that it's really close to other cities that you can travel to, but I wonder if people have ever thought of it as a stepping stone. I'm sure they have. I mean, you know, it's not just me out there, but that's just an interesting point. I wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, it is close to Nashville and, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people do go from Knoxville to Nashville in their careers. I think that's an excellent point. Like in one way, proximity to so many things is a, a thing in Knoxville's favor. But on the other side, if you grew up in Knoxville or you went to the University of Tennessee um, and you want to go out into the world, move into Nashville or Atlanta or Asheville or Lexington doesn't seem like that much of a stretch for you. You know, you're within a driving distance of home in Knoxville, but you get to go experience something bigger, something different. Uh, so I wonder if that ultimately hurts people who are, hurts Knoxville when people are deciding, you know, do I want to stay in my hometown or do I want to go move three hours away to Nashville? Right. But going back to that 1.1% number, um, you know, that's, that's telling to an extent, but there's a number that stood out to me even more. And that was the 50% number that you, that the university of Tennessee provided that 50% of graduates stuck around in Knoxville or stick around in Knoxville after graduating. And you know, that 1.1% number, it might seem pretty steady, but you also have to think of the people who are, you know, immediately graduating from Knoxville. They're they're not going to be part of that growing population because they're already here. They're sticking around. And so a number that I would be more worried about is how many people are leaving, not necessarily how many people are coming here, which is, would be reflected in that 1.1% number because it accounts for you know, people that come and leave. But I think the leaving number is, is one that really concerns me perhaps more because um, – you know, you go to University of Tennessee for four years, maybe you stick around. But at a certain point, you know, unless you just die hard in love with Knoxville, which a lot of people are, um, you know, you're always going to be looking at that point in your life for the next step in your career. And I think it's hard to appreciate something as much when you've lived there for four years attending UT or grew up here. I think it's easy to take for granted the great things about the region, the city, and want to go experience something new. Whereas what I hear from out of state folks moving to Knoxville is, um, wow, the cost of living is low or wow, the traffic so much better than in California. Um, you know, just general cost of living is lower and you can get where you're going just so much easier. So 
I think it's just all, you know, based on perspective. And I think most of the people who are moving to Knoxville from across the country are not young professionals because it is exorbitantly expensive to move your life across the country too. So the people who have the means to move here and the appreciation for Knoxville aren't necessarily in that young professional group. They're often the opposite. They're older people who aren't working retirees. Yeah. Um, And I thought it was interesting going back to that 1.1% figure and how I said, you know, that number might not change if people are sticking around. Um, You have to, you know, look close at the numbers because I'm I'm worried about how those numbers might be, you know, affected by the fact that we're in a college town because the other uh, lowest one from the region on there was Durham, Chapel Hill, which is where I went to college, UNC, Duke, um, right nearby is NC State as well, just a short drive. So um, the college town on one hand might have something to do with those numbers, but on the other hand, that is one factor for me that, and I, I think this will probably be the case for me the rest of my life. I don't can't imagine living in a non-college town, um, even if you're not in college. And especially for young professionals, like you're fresh out of college and you're used to that lifestyle. And, um, you know, maybe you still want to be somewhere near a university. Maybe you're immature and you still want to party with the college kids down on the strip. I don't know. But, you know, for me, it was just um, the idea of having... Uh, athletics and arts and entertainment and all this that, um, you know, are guaranteed when you have a major university in your town. Um, that was something for me that, that drew me here. Um, maybe not like consciously, but like, you know, when I started looking at things to do in Knoxville, I was like, Oh, I can go to football games. And I didn't realize how much of it, you know, was, was because of the university. Um, so I think that's one thing Knoxville has in its favor too, is even, you know, people who didn't go to UT might still be attracted to Knoxville because UT is here. And, you know, maybe they're attracted uh, and to think about it from a sports perspective, SEC, people that went to other SEC schools. I mean, if there's a job opening uh, in Knoxville, you know, they know one time a year their SEC school is going to be coming here. I mean, we have a few people that gra- have graduated from Mizzou and, and UGA that have come to Knoxville and I know enjoy going to Tennessee football because it's part of, you know, their their culture and where they're from. So I think that might, you know, probably plays a factor, too, and, and is one of the you know benefits that Knoxville has in its favor. And when you compare Knoxville to, say, Tuscaloosa, Ugh. I know which one I'd rather move a bunch of Tuscaloosas to. out over there. Uh. You know, young professionals and retirees at face value don't have that much in common. But when you start to think about where they are in, in life, you know, if you're a young professional and you're pre-having kids and being married, what do you like to do? You like to go to football games, right. you like to go to music and have beer and and walk around downtown. I think retirees who have kids off their plate Exactly. Yeah. are enjoying those same things. So it kind of makes sense that we've got, you know, two apparently different groups who actually might find Knoxville to be great for the same reasons. So what can Knoxville do better? I'm trying to think. I mean, as far as, you know, stuff right now, I know the University of Tennessee, obviously, like any major university, has programs and stuff in place where they try to connect, you know, with internships and all that. Um, but there's always something more you could do. I mean, do you have any ideas of what the business community could do to encourage more young professionals to either stay in the area or move to the area? Well, I think the uh, arrival of companies like Amazon and Smith & Wesson in East Tennessee will probably help because if you say graduate from UT's logistics program or their business program, there aren't necessarily that many um, giant corporations with major hubs in Knoxville. So you, you might right now just not have the opportunity to stay in your field 
and stay in Knoxville. So once those operations get up and going, I'm guessing that Amazon particularly will have a recruiting pipeline from UT uh, to really try to get people to stay in Knoxville and and then maybe ultimately move other places as they move up the Amazon corporate chain. But on the flip side, we need UT students and young professionals to come and fill those jobs Mm -hmm. because Knoxville's unemployment rate is so low. It's 2.8%, which is lower than it was pre-pandemic. So we don't have the people to fill the 700 jobs that Amazon is going to be creating here in Knoxville. So, you know, it, it's a both and. We need young professionals to stay and fill those jobs. And those jobs might entice young professionals to stay. Right. And these are like, and this is really the first time in modern Knoxville history. I mean, there used to be huge industries back in the day, whether it was marble industries, textile industry. But we've been without that for a while. And it seems like those are starting to come back right now for the first time. I mean, I think about a lot of jobs, I mean, even with uh, Regal, and maybe you have the exact number, like Regal is a major movie theater company, but a relatively small headquarters in Knoxville, right? And you have um, even some of the, I mean, you have um, some of the TV productions stuff. There's a lot of TV production here, but there a lot of them are smaller companies. You don't, you know, it's like B-list, B-level, um, you know, major corporations. And so, um, and so now we're getting these these bigger you know corporations coming into town, and so that's exciting. But um, like you said, the unemployment rate. I mean, there's not a bunch of empty jobs because a lot of these are very small groups now. You know, it's it's going to be getting bigger, so we need to accommodate that. And, and going back, that's one thing I did want to mention too, um, related to um, you know it being a hip town. Um, I think that's beneficial for some of the industries that we have here, like the production, TV production industry, right? I mean, you have a lot of those video artsy types of people, an artsy sort of town. And um, I I guess, I don't know, I I don't think about it as much as perhaps as we should, but how huge of an impact TV production actually has here in Knoxville. They're kind of... They're kind of the silent in a way because you just you see the final product, but you don't actually see the TV production at work. But that's a huge, um, you know, industry that could potentially recruit young people here. I feel like it's a young person's creative, young mind type of job. But totally, and I think you're right. Knoxville is and East Tennessee are built on small businesses, and I think ultimately we can all agree that's a really great thing, and we're proud of the companies that have been created and established here. They can't hire hundreds, thousands of people. You know, there's there's just something, there's a the opportunity that major corporations create for relocating folks here. You can't replicate that with small businesses. And now we are a downtown-focused podcast, right? And so um, yeah, there was a big question coming out of the pandemic about the need for office space and the need for... Um, these types of businesses downtown as opposed to just restaurants and retail, which is what we see a, a lot of mostly restaurants, not as much retail, but um, coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, sort of what is your gauge on the the need for office space? And I mean, we talk about these big corporations, they're not coming downtown and there's not many big businesses coming downtown that are going to occupy more than maybe a few floors in a high rise or, um, you know, there's not really room for that to even happen. There's, you know, there's not many empty lots. So, um, being that downtown Knoxville is such a, a motivating factor and it was for me, you know, just personal life wise to come here. Um, is it a problem at all that, that the businesses are not in the center of the city? 
you think that could potentially attract young people here that they might have to live or work out west and as opposed to living you know in the center of the city I think I look at a shining example of location, location, location is Axel Logistics headquarters on Central yeah. Ave. I think they did a really smart thing when they built their new headquarters there because you are in proximity to downtown, but you're not paying the downtown prices. Right. Exactly. There's parking around, so there's a level of convenience that you can't get downtown. They have a hip more much more sprawling office than you could afford in downtown. So I think it's about balancing. Let's take all the great things about Knoxville and make them super appealing to the people we're trying to recruit, but let's find a way to do it that is convenient uh, or more convenient or or more cost efficient than moving downtown. And I think downtown right now everything that's being um, planned and built is mostly residential or major commercial projects like the stadium. And again, going back to, I mean, there's not much room for it. I think perhaps the last big one, and I don't want to say final, but I mean, when you start running out of room, Tombras did a great job and it might take, you know, a, a big somebody to move in for it to really make a difference. I don't think, you know, I think too, young professionals want a mixed use environment. They don't want to just walk into an eight-story office building. They want there to be retail on the bottom floor, and maybe there's apartments. Maybe there's a, a restaurant with a balcony. I think everybody's craving that mixed-use environment. It feels more urban. It feels more exciting. Right. Yeah. I mean, I you know most of the developers that I talk to um, and and business folks that I deal with are, are mostly in the downtown urban area. But those some of those that I have talked to, um, you know, that that develop both in the city and the county, just talk to me a lot about how much more difficult it is to do work in the city just because there's more regulations and more, you know, um, they're just more involved as a, as a government when it comes to, you know, bringing, um, you know, developing or bringing in a corporation. And so, um, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff happening out in the county, um, but stuff in city limits. I mean, if you're talking about young professionals, I think that's where um, we, we would really want to see a, a growth in younger people. Uh, like you said, Axel Logistics is a perfect example. Um, you know, stuff closer to the core of the city, I think would really benefit. I also think too, if you are say moving from California and someone said to you, well, you can live in Cedar bluff and you're what? 12 minutes from downtown from parking and getting out of your car and enjoying like it would take (laughs) probably two hours in LA to get that same distance. So the, the distance while it seems maybe further for us if you're moving from a major metro, it's not it's no big deal. And, and I think back to your original point, which is what does the city need to do to grow our young professional base? Housing, I think, is one of the number one issues. We need more housing. We need more varieties of non-traditional housing like duplexes, townhomes, um, tiny houses. I think young professionals want to be able to afford the houses that they move into or the apartments they rent while also enjoying the amenities of downtown Knoxville. And they don't want to have to hunt endlessly and compete in these cutthroat circumstances to find a place to live, which is unfortunately the situation right now. I would love to do a study of like a survey nationwide. If you did, you consider moving to Knoxville and give up because you couldn't get an apartment because right now you can't. The occupancy rate is something like 99.5%. 
And beyond specific things like more housing, I think we could all work on being more welcoming to new residents when they move to Knoxville. Like bringing them over a cake or something? Exactly. Like a, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Letting them borrow some sugar? Exactly. I think, you know, you and I are both transplants, so yeah. I think when you are a transplant, it's very easy to be welcoming, but... I do think in some ways Knoxville is still a small town and maybe there might be a little bit of that mentality of, well, are you from here? Are you from the South? So the more that we can all do to be welcoming and and accommodating to our neighbors, I think is a good thing. And then the final thought I have is we're talking a lot about, you know, what can the city do? What can the university do? I think what the city and university need to do is ask the young professionals whether it's surveying UT students or surveying employees at some at companies like Axel Logistics or or Amazon down the road. You know, what is it that's keeping you here or what is it that attracted you here? What were the challenges to getting you here? I think hearing directly from the people we're talking about would be a, a good step. And just, you know, talking about being welcoming, I, I think there's one resource that has been fantastic and I have to give them a shout out. They've been on the podcast before, but new to Knox and move to Knox. I mean, things like that, uh, as far as you, you know, you get, you, you move to a town, you don't know what to do, having resources where you can go to, where you can be surrounded by like-minded people, um, people who have just moved here. Um, and they, they don't really, they don't discriminate, right? I mean, you can have lived here for two years or five years. I've, I would, I still think I could probably go to a new to Knox meeting and, you know, being able to, you know, have these gatherings and stuff with people and, and be welcomed in that way has been special. And I've heard, uh, you know, great stories from people who have really taken advantage of those, uh, meetups and, and that they, that they've really enjoyed it and they've gotten a lot out of it. Um, you know, and, and then going back, I mean, we haven't seen that much growth, but if you really think about it, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, it's been that range was 2010 to 2019 and there was not a any in, in that time frame no one huge thing like an Amazon facility which is coming um, that has happened in that time right? it's been incremental growth and so um, you know I mean it, it's hard to see a, a big jump in that figure there's not a big jump in you know and, and for us I hate to say this because we are a, a substantial city with a small town feel but like big developments for Knoxville and for downtown Knoxville are really big for us, but in a city like Atlanta or Nashville, perhaps they wouldn't be like when, when Vita and the vault was open, like we were like, wow, look at this big city concept. I, I just reported on, um, the 200 block is, is possibly getting a huge two buildings, 53 condos, mixed use community, uh, described as a, almost like a market square on the 200 block. Um, that's huge for us. But it's only going to be like a handful of businesses that are in there. That's not going to that's not going to make the jump in those young professions. That's not going to have somebody fly across the country from California and get their car shipped over here to work at a small retail store in this cool development downtown. So um, I think we are going to see these numbers jump once these big industries start to break ground and open up and, and hire people on. But from 2010 to 2019, I think Knoxville was still trying to figure it out. I think they were still trying to figure out exactly uh, what our growth could be and, and what it could look like. And so, um, yeah, I think we're on this exponential path of growth since 2019. Right. You know, you've got the, the stadium, you've got new hotels coming up downtown, uh, multiple mixed use projects coming up. And all of that begets more of that. So I think we're going to see this windfall of projects that we don't even know about yet. And all it takes is for someone to 
read in a travel magazine or read online about, hey, uh, there's going to be this awesome pedestrian bridge. If you go to UT, you can walk across the Tennessee River on your way to class. And that's something that sticks with you. And you decide, well, that seems really cool. It's a cool progressive city. And that's the thing that attracts you here. So you never know uh, what the future holds. But I think it's promising for sure. Yeah. And I guess one last thing, um, as far as another resource I mentioned new to Knox, but visit Knoxville. Um, I don't think people realize how much of a model, um, you know, visitors bureau and visitors center and, and just tourism board, uh, visit Knoxville is, uh, you know, the stuff that they've done with, um, getting big events like the bass pro fishing here, USA national cycling here. Um, you know, they, they promote the heck out of big ears and events like that draw people in. Um, but even small things that, um, you know, that you might not think of like a, a random conference at a, uh, you know, at a, the convention center and getting people to stay in hotels, like all these small things add up. And, um, every time I have somebody come to Knoxville for the very first time, um, man, I don't have to shout out my aunt who came here recently. She hasn't been here, uh, ever before. And she was just blown away by everything that Knoxville had to offer. So I've never been to a city like this before. And it takes actually getting people here maybe, um, for other reasons first, whether it's a bass pro fishing or a concert or something like that, that lets people, cause we've talked about before how much of a hidden gym Knoxville is. Once you are here, you're hooked. But, you know, it's it's are you going to pack up and, and move across the country or move wherever if you've never stepped foot here before? I think if you knew how great Knoxville was, which takes experiencing it, I think you would. Um, so visit Knoxville already doing a, a, a good job of getting people to experience our city for the first time. And I think, you know, that first experience can go a long way and potentially, you know, deciding to move here one day. Um I know I'm excited about it. I'll, are we, do you have, I have one more question for you. Ryan. Oh, OK, you. you you made me think of this question. I think okay. it's a good one to end on. If you could give someone who's visiting for the first time and they're mm-hmm. deciding if they want to live here a piece of advice, what should they experience uh, when they're trying to consider whether they want to move here or not? What's the one thing they should do? Um, don't drive around Knoxville. Just park your car in uh, in Market Square Garage like everybody else does and just walk around. I know when I first came here, in addition to going to those businesses, one of the big things that really attracted me was walking through Market Square. I think there was a farmer's market or some sort of festival going on that first day. I think, uh, and we've said this on the podcast before, even driving past Knoxville on the interstate, it does not look like the most enticing city. It looks kind of old and perhaps a little run down. But once you get on the street level and you actually walk around, I think you start to get a feel for you know the personality and the... Um, the quaintness and the, uh, you know, just the, the authentic, did I say authenticity? I'll say it again. The authenticity (laughs) of Knoxville. Um, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words, but even more than that, I think once, you know, actually spend time here, so uh, it'll do a lot more. So my answer is just get out and walk and, you know, explore downtown. And I don't think it'll take long before, um, you know, you're hooked just like I have been these past five years. What about you? Similar, I would say spend a little more and stay in a downtown hotel. Yeah. So you can really get the vibe of what it feels like and and come on the weekend. Mm -hmm, For sure. You know, I think when you're coming for a job interview or something, it doesn't always fall on the weekend, but come experience a Friday night in downtown Knoxville. Stay in a nice hotel downtown so you can, you know, hear, hear and feel the buzz and eat good food and drink a cocktail and walk back to your hotel room. Yeah. I had a job candidate just was thinking about moving here. Asked me what my biggest regret was. And I said that I did not live closer to downtown uh, the first year I was here. And um, 
Yeah, now I do. And um, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. A happy ending. A happy ending. Yes, indeed. Um, and I know I'm happy and excited about the next few uh, years and, and the growth that Knoxville could be seeing. And um, as this growth is happening, you know, we've been here since March 2020, keeping you up to date with all of this growth, new openings, closings, all the downtown news. And we appreciate you supporting the Scruffy Stuff podcast. If you want to keep up with the podcast in between episodes, make sure you hit that like or subscribe button to get an alert every time a new episode drops or just come back on Mondays. And to keep up with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. To join the conversation in and around downtown Knoxville, you can join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group. Or you can subscribe to our weekly Urban Knoxville newsletter that drops Fridays. It is free. You can find that at knoxnews.com slash newsletters. And as always, the scruffy stuff has been presented by knoxnews.com. If you are not a subscriber to Knox News, I highly encourage you to do that. That'll get you unlimited access to everything we've been talking about here on the show. All the downtown news, all the Knoxville news, and news from across East Tennessee. So knoxnews.com slash subscribe is the place to see our latest offer and sign up today.